Hi, this is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. This week I have a great guest, Hedgewitch Witch and author Tudor Beth. Great books, and the new one is Spells, Charms, and Brews. Um, can't wait, but before we do that, let me kind of catch you up on the week. If you are listening to this or watching this when we first drop on the week of August 30th, that means I am just getting back from Michigan Paragon. I've just done a mediumship gallery. I've just done a seance on the world's largest planchette with a haunted Ouija board from the Talking Board Society. But since I'm taping this just before I go, I can't tell you about it. So I'll tell you about it next week. Um, what I did do this past week is I just got back from the, the uh, Labyrinth of Jareth Ball, which is talk about costume balls at the Biltmore downtown. The best Victorian, Edwardian, fairy, magical beings you have ever done see. The finest of costumes. I kind of wore a bad version of my Glenda the Good Witch dress with horns and angel wings and I was an off the beaten path fairy girl, but it was really fun. But speaking of fairies, this week's magic, I'm going to tell you how to bring some fairies into your garden. Fairies are everywhere. Fairies are an energy themselves. Whether you believe they're real little Tinkerbell flying things or the energy of fairy, just like angelic energy is this beautiful, dextral, pure, and dragon energy is fiery and changing. Fairies bring you mischief and music and levity and little sparkles in the sides of your eyes. And whether you have a whole garden or a yard or maybe one little potted plant in your kitchen window or outside your front door of your apartment, you can call in the energy of fairies. Um, fairies like shiny things. Fairies, of course, like sparkly things. So if you have a few marbles, you could put out in front of your plants a garden ball, a little fountain, a statue of a fairy calls in fairies. Remember, fairies live at the edge, the edge of day, the edge of night, the edge of the garden, the edge of the path, the edge of the forest, the edge of here and the edge of there. So find them right at sunup, right at sundown. If you invite them into your life, if you invite them into your world, you will find a little bit more laughter, a little bit more music. You'll start to see little sparkles in the sides of your eyes when you least expect it. Look for them in the trees, look for them in the edges of things, that sparkle that comes down. They bring a whole lot of magic. Now, every once in a while, it's true, fairies do get a little rambunctious, kind of like kids. And if they take over too much, you might notice fairies start, where'd my earrings go? Where'd my shiny little keychain go? Yeah, fairies steal that. But they're very bribable. They will give them back. Um, a good way to bribe fairies anyway, even to bring you some magical things. Fairies like marbles, shiny things, sequins, rhinestones. They like honey. They like cream. They like whiskey, at least my fairies do. I guess that depends on the fairy themselves. But putting out a little bit of stuff out by the tree, out for the fae, brings all sorts of magic to you. Or if they've stolen your keys or your earrings and you can't find them, bribe them, put it out. Okay, I'm gonna give, here's a little bit of cream and I'll give you more when you give them back. You will find your lost items usually in a place that you've already looked a thousand times and they weren't there or in a place you absolutely would never put them. That's where fairies will find them. And they'll give them back and then treat them with the cream or the whiskey or whatever you promise them. Um, fays do magical things. I remember a few years ago on Beltane, which is May 1st or May Day, it's when the veil is the thinnest except for Halloween. But it's the fairies holding up the veil instead of, instead of the dead. So that's dancing around the maypole. 
But on May Day Eve, Beltane Eve, a couple years ago, my husband and I went to go miss, make wishes for the fairies. We brought a little thing with little holders of little cups. In each one with each wish, we put a dark honey and a white cream together and made a wish. We mixed them up and they look sort of like cappuccino in six little cups. We made wishes to the fairies, everything, you know, from health and world peace to, you know, personal things for ourselves. We left it overnight. These six matching half cream, half honey little cups. We went in. I went down the next morning. No one had been out there. No one had known we had done it. Three had only cream. Three had only honey. That's fairy magic. So they let us know we were there. They were working on it. No logical explanation whatsoever. Somebody would have had to pour everything out, do three with cream, do three with honey. That stuff was in our house. Fairies bring mystery, fairies bring magic, and everybody needs a little bit more magic in their lives. So invite some fairies into your garden. Now for the moment everybody's been waiting for, well, at least she has, it's the Willow update, the Willow report. She hit five months old this week. She hit 10 pounds this week. She's still my angel and devil dog, but I must say she is finally, finally, getting good at coming when called, which is really important when you have a little dog in a great big yard. Um, again, she has beautiful training where she's using positive training. So we try not to use words like no and things like that. So we have these little sounds called tss, tss, this little, see that how she looked at me that tss, tss. guess what? She could be on the other side of the yard far, far away. And I do that. Tss, tss. She comes, you get eye contact. You know, she's good at sit. She's not so good at down. She's just learning to get really good on a leash. But the fact that she's got this little chit chit come when run, it changes everything about her. I just wish she could get down. But she's so close to the ground anyway, you could hardly tell the difference. Even her teacher can hardly tell the difference. So, but we don't chew fingers. Yeah, we do. She's teething, but ten, five months, 10 pounds, comes when called. That's the biggest miracle I've ever seen for this one. That's the Willow Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Tudor Beth. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you for inviting me, Patty. Yes, this took two tries getting connected across the pond. Cyberspace is not yet an exact science, so my fingers are all crossed. Um, that we can stay together all these miles. Um, so a little bit I'm holding here and I just love it. Your newest book, and I know you have a lot, which I'd love for you to talk about, but The Hedge Witch's Little Book of Spells, Charms, and Brews. Um, and I love the simplicity. I love some of the things you talk about, even like what to do before an exam. I mean, just really practical things. So, so how did this come about? Well, I've been writing about witchcraft for over 30 years. Uh, I've been a practitioner basically since birth, but I, I really started to wanted to write my work and write it down because about 30 years ago, I picked up a witchcraft book. I, even though I was a witch and I come from a family that is very magical, you know, I come from a long line of midwives um, and, and healers and things. And, and I picked up this book on witchcraft and it was so complicated. I was like, this is not what it's about, you know, and it, when you, when I read it, it was like, 
you needed to have a physics degree, you know? <laughs> and it was so bizarre. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't the craft. This isn't witchcraft. Witchcraft is something that is incredibly spiritual. It speaks to you on an individual basis. It is everything you feel, see around you. And and I've always, this is what I teach at my college, is that I've always regarded witchcraft as a grown-up religion. And the reason is, is that it's your responsibility. It all lies on you. It comes from you. It's from you. And if you you take the can for it, you know, you, you got, you've got a responsibility, you know. So, and so that's why what prompted me to write and I've been writing and writing and sending away books uh for yeah for over over 30 years and and fortunately Llewellyn decided to go with my my head witchery books this is this little book is one of three and I've been writing the third one today so um there's so much there's so much within them and that's why I I write the way that I do because I want to teach, I want to like impart all this knowledge that I've got from my ancestors and all the things that I've learned. And I want to impart it to the new generation, the next guys, the ones that's coming up. I don't, I don't have any children to pass this knowledge on to. And, and that was another major in- reason why I had to write all this stuff down is that I, I, I wanted to leave it because that's what it's about it's knowledge it's knowledge and it's respect because in writing this down I'm respecting my ancestors that you know we're here for a very short time and it's our actions and our deeds and what we do but you know you leave this behind for the others to follow so that that's one of the main reasons why I started to write the books and I write and I write them in such a way is that I also want to impart the individuality onto it so that's why a lot of the chat all my books have like the correspondence charts because that's very very important that realization that we are all connected uh, and that's the important thing that everything in life no matter where technology leads us, it, it is new technology is still connected to something else. So in my uh, more modern books, um, I, I wrote a book, I don't think it's come out yet, but I wrote about how modern technology replaces our old ways. So for example, the laptop, the black screen of a laptop or your, or your smartphone or your, you know, your, your TV, anything with a black shiny surface that can be used as a scrying bowl you can see things in that the way that our ancestors would have looked into a scrying bowl because it was a black obsidian bowl so it's just that black shiny surface is just the same (laughs) um because it's you know coming up for uh halloween that some people you know many people call it halloween and and they always want to do like a ghost hunt or something. And I, I, there was one year I really freaked out my friends because I said, you know what? You can just look into your black phone. Don't turn it on, but look into your smartphone and look behind you at that time, you know, during Halloween. Yeah, and look behind you. yeah and, and, and look behind you. 
to see if there's any spirits behind you because it's a reflected surface. It's the same as a mirror. And of course, a mirror is a doorway and a gateway where things can come through. So look at it, you know, and I did, I did a spell for looking into the mirror, <laughs> you know, into your smartphone. So I love somebody it. Can talk to you. Yeah, no, <laughs> you we are, I, I knew we were going to be of the same ilk. Same thing. I, my, I only written one book so far, but I wanted it simple because my experience was like yours. I'd buy these book, books and like, ugh, boring. I can't understand them. And then I'd buy something simple like by Scott Cunningham. And I do the same thing. People don't realize like big TVs in your bedroom and big TVs in your living room. They are big old portals. They are big old black mirrors. So use as such, not good, not bad. So um, I love that. So what is your thing now, if I've got a bunch of people just like discovering the path and discovering magic and, and whatever their particular path is, um, what would you suggest people do? Because I know, like you said, yours is that individuality of who you are and how to create it. Do you have any basic starting points for people? Like, okay, I, I want to incorporate magic into my life. Not just like, this is what I do over here. Any uh, ideas or how people can like, really incorporate it? Um, it? It's an absolutely everything that you do. So uh, I, I, I talked to... Uh, I do have uh, students who say, uh, I, I'm really interested in the craft. I don't know what to do. I don't know this, that, and the other. Um, on my website, I used to have a, um, a questionnaire, and it would it would help people to like decipher which route they wanted to go down. So uh, I would tell people to, yeah, trawl through the internet, have a look. Um, but the very, very first thing that I always tell my students is trust your instincts okay that is the very first lesson is trusting your instincts and closely followed to that is know thyself that is so important know what you like and what you don't like um i'm always very weary of of young young uh witches going off into covens and these kind of things. I've had so many horror stories about these covens and things. And, and this is why I say to, to the youngsters is like, please trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, even how small it is, forget it, walk away and reclaim your own power. But one of the things you can do is if you are, before you go to sleep at night, before you go to sleep and you kind of, maybe you're not, you know, you're not exactly wanting to trust your instincts, you're not feeling right, ask, just ask the universe to send you a sign. And I know it's a long, long thing to, uh, lessons to try and pick up signs, but ask for a sign in your dreams. It's very important. When you're starting out on the, on the path of the craft, a lot of things come to us via our dreams and we don't realize it. Um, I was fortunate because, yeah, okay, I grew up in that environment where I knew that. But there's so many different signs that the universe is throwing us so many times throughout the day and we don't realize it. So, number one, trust yourself. Number two, know thyself. And number three, listen to those dreams. Try to remember what you are dreaming. Have a little notepad next to you when you're dreaming. And it can be something as simple as just seeing a circle. 
you could be seeing a sign, you could be seeing a symbol, you could be seeing a, a, an animal or an insect or anything at all in your dreams. And it's all signs helping you to come to that decision of what, where you need to be, the path that you need to follow. And, that, and that's another thing within the craft. There are so many different strands for you to go down. Some people want to work with animals. Some people feel very connected to the animal kingdom. That's fine. You're, you're probably an animal witch. You belong in that, in that area, healing the animals. Some of us belong, just live to be outdoors. Uh, I mean, and when we say when I say that, I mean in all weathers. We don't mm -hmm. mind getting soaked, uh, frozen, uh, sunburn. You know, we're just out there in the wind, in the gales, in the mists. Um, it's all of that. We're, we're out there all the time, um, and that is really hedge witchery. Um, and and hedge witchery is that, it, like I say, that, that spiritual, that esoteric type of the craft i've got a little ginger cat here that's come up to say hello but <laughs> oh please do please do <laughs> i i have a little doxy at my feet all right okay <laughs> so yes um that is beautiful so head so you're very elemental hedge witchery is very elemental you are out literally in the elements working with earth working with the probably air and fire and water and earth. And I like how you even started out that as it's, it's a grown up religion because we do take responsibility. Somebody isn't gonna forgive us, you know, seven Hail Marys or anything like that. So do you do you look at people when, because you have a college, you actually have a college, I have a school too, but you have, I love what you're doing. Um, do you look at people and if, if they really don't have that innate sense of right and wrong, of uh, ethics, integrity, do you steer them away from our path? Or do you think everybody can develop that? Everybody can develop it, but you do need to learn those correspondences, you know. Um, so if, I, if I'm not looking, it's the cat. Ginger. He's called Ginger. He's a rescue cat. Um, and, he, and he just likes attention. Uh, so if you hear meowing in the background, it's him. Okay, it's not a bad connection. It's just a cat. Everybody can develop it, but you do need to learn. Everybody needs to learn. I know. Um, that sometimes when you're young, you kind of run away from being taught anything. Because I did, I did. I, there was a lot of time I didn't want to declare myself a witch. When I was a teenager, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, no, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about. Because you do when you when you're young, you kind of rebel against your family background and everything. That's natural. Um, and it's only in later stages when you realize like, oh, damn, I should have listened to my dad. You yeah. know, I should have listened a bit more to my parents. Um, but yeah, but you can learn. You, you do need to learn those correspondences. That's the thing. And it's about that connection that we are all connected. So your actions, whatever you do, it will come down the line towards you. Yeah. Yeah. So give an example here in the States. I, some of my people may not know what correspondences actually mean. Can you give an example of that? Okay. So a correspondence is the connection. Basically, we believe that the world is like a great big giant spider's web. The universe is a great big giant spider's web. 
Um, and wherever you are on that spider web, there's all these different strands that are connected to this, that are connected to that. And if you pull on this one, jingle that one. And if you, you know, so it's all. And basically, the correspondences are things like the day, the color, uh, when you're doing a candle, what color candle to use at that day, what purpose, what's the intention, what are you doing it for, is it love? A lot of this stuff um, stems from our knowledge as human beings. We've got this already ingrained within us. This is why I think a lot of us are actually witches and we don't realize it. I think a lot of us are (laughs) inherently witches. Because you say love to somebody and and you say, think of the color of love. And immediately they'll go to either red or pink. You know, red or pink. Where does that come from? You know, and when you think about money, they'll go, oh, money is green. And you think, well, you know, that's exactly it. That's the correspondence. Where does all that come from? You know, if 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 you haven't even been brought up in the craft. You've got this already inherently within you that you think, oh, okay, uh, I'm feeling a little blue. What does that mean exactly? That means I'm I'm under the weather. I'm not I'm not happy. It could be depression. It could be mental health. I'm not I'm blue. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling depressed. So th- this is a connection. This is a correspondence which is already naturally within you, within everybody. Um, and it's the same way that I, I believe that every family, even if they didn't practice the craft or are aware of the magic within themselves, that they'll have a sacred recipe. You know, um, you know, so many people have sacred recipes, you know, either chicken soup or, or, or boiled basil leaves for something. Or, you know, they'll always have something somewhere along the family. Like in Irish families, we're always making stew. You know, this is like, you know, this is good. We just have stew or immediately when somebody is upset, you immediately go and make a cup of tea or somebody comes into the house. This is this is still magic. This is all still left, you know, uh, and it's just how we're looking at different things. And it's and it's also like if you fall into nettles, you go and rub yourself with dog leaf. If you remember that one, I don't know if you have that one, but you you look for the dog leaf. And in nature, it has a wonderful way of growing nearby. So I, I have to say, whatever you need, it will start appearing in your garden. If you're lucky to have a garden like like nettles, nettles are brilliant. You can cook with nettles you can make pesto nettles. they're brilliant they're like they're like spinach they've got so much iron and minerals in them it, it's so good um you know so it's just everywhere and i do think that a lot of families practice the craft and they didn't realize it because it was folklore and it's generic and it something that came through families so I, I see a lot of um young people on online um on my instagram and you know it'll pop up on my feed and things and they'll be going oh i don't come from a, a witchcraft family and you're like well wait a minute what are the kind of things that your family just do so it's there it's always there so many things are passed down to us and we don't, don't realize it it's, it's just, it's, it's an awareness. It, that's what I think. Even to put it as practice of your life, how you get up, how you do everything, 
it's awareness because our modern society, we've all kind of got zombified, you know, just asleep at the wheel. I use these terms all the time, phoned in, automatic pilot. And that's so opposite of that awareness. We do bring that magic. We do have those correspondences, as you call them. So I think with the crazy times we have now, are you noticing more interest? Because people are, they are scared. Our planet's got stuff going on and pandemics and like they're looking for solace, answers, understanding. So are you noticing more people discovering the craft, discovering things? I am. Yes, absolutely. Um, In fact, I've got an article to write for a magazine over here regarding that. And so I've been researching it. And it's amazing how many people are, um, you can hear it, you can hear the dog as the cat flap. (laughs) Ginger, just, you've got a chip, you're okay, you can go out the door. (laughs) I love it. Um, Yeah. Cats. Don't you just love him? He, he's, uh, I'll just go off, off grid here. He, he's, uh, he's so lovely. He's got a little love heart, naturally. He's got a ginger love heart on his paw. I, I put a picture on my on my Instagram. I'm, I'm true to Beth Seven for people, but there's a picture of ginger and his paw online if you want to have a look at the noisy cats. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yes, because we are going to want everybody, before we wrap it up, I want everybody to know where they can find you all your social media your website um so tell us about a little bit about your new book again the little bit i've got to see it so far i just love it spells charms and brews what are some of the things or what are some of your favorite things or popular things that people are discovering um i think it's the, it's that connection yeah i didn't quite answer that conversation gone he's finally gone he's done it oh i love him um yeah people are just they they i don't know if it's because we had the lockdown and people couldn't get outdoors i don't know if that was one of the things that really prompted people to get out and we've got um i'm i'm fortunate i live near the sea at the moment uh near the coast and also the country on one side the countryside on one on, on another side um so i'm quite and located in a nice place in England but there's a lot of people who are in the cities and when lockdown happened they couldn't go anywhere they were just stuck in their apartments in the you know their their housing blocks that just stuck there and they didn't have gardens they didn't go anywhere and I don't know if this appreciation to like get outdoors um kind of like instilled in people just to go out for a walk on the beach or go in the countryside I've never seen so many cars on the countryside on the country roads just just getting out going for walks and being in nature and and an offshoot of that is also foraging which is huge in hedge witchery uh, and foraging is like what can we get from the hedgerow basically what what's growing um, at the moment it's rowan berries that are ready it's, you know, the, the hawthorn berries that are getting ready to. It's the crab apples and all of those kind of things that are coming up for September and the, and the harvest. So which are still, ava- you know, are readily available in, 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 the, in the countryside. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I, I went samphire picking because I'm on the beach. So I go samphire picking and getting the samphire, which is something we, we, we do. We've always done. I don't even know what that and is. What is a sunfire? 
Sunflowers see asparagus, see asparagus. So you, yeah, it's like see asparagus. So you can cut it. It's like a delicacy. I think they grow it on mass in France and things like that. But um, yeah, it grows naturally in marshy areas where the tide comes in and things like that from the sea. You just wash it really well. You boil it up for five minutes and serve it with butter and cheese. And it's delicious because it's like, it's pure goodness and and uh yeah sea asparagus it's really wow. nice. i don't think we have that here in southern california if we do i could be wrong i probably wouldn't go too close to things that washed up on the shore here in la <laughs> we take a lot of boiling but i i'm just that intrigues me you know even because i'm i'm in the city too even though i'm in the hilly area and i, I do have some land and stuff uh we, we don't have that much nettles along the path yeah i wish we did you know yeah yeah so i think that was that's that was also the reason and i think also with lockdown a lot of people were able to started asking questions and the bigger questions you know the spiritual questions and the belief and another thing that happened during lockdown is the churches were all closed so your place of worship if it was indoors was no longer there and it's really interesting that for human beings and and practitioners our very first places of worship was underneath the trees you know trees were our first cathedrals and no matter what you dress it up in whether you say it's a cross or whatever the trees are still there and it's absolutely sacred and I think there was this yearning for people to get out in amongst those trees and in amongst that nature for that spiritual reason not only for that like oh I can breathe the fresh air you know I'm out of four rooms but there was also that spiritual need and and that's inherent within human beings that's not something that's just just suddenly come that's there and I think what I mean fortunately for you and me we we are aware of our spirituality and we are we do know it but uh, there's so many people that get trapped in in waking up going to work doing that you know going to work staying there for 8 12 hours a day working 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 um and being in an office that they absolutely hate and all all the rest of it and never addressing that part of themselves and human beings are mind body and spirit full stop and we have to have that balance for everything and 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 i think that is why witchcraft um has become so popular i mean it's amazing there's like if you go on instagram there are there are sites that have got you know thousands hundreds of thousands of followers um which is great it's really good yeah it, it is great, again, because it's an awareness, it's a responsibility, it's very magical. And I love how you said about the trees. Yes, that is my sanctuary. When I was a kid, when I didn't have any kind of religion background, or, I, but I saw energy, I would drive by a church or a temple or a synagogue or a mosque or a park with trees and see that same energy. And I just was drawn to it before I even knew what it was. And yes, trees exactly. are, as a, get to a park, get to a forest, it, that is sanctuary as much as any built building, at least to yeah. some of us. Yeah. yeah. I think I think, I think think you hit the nail on the head when you said about when you were a child, because I think when you're a child, you realize these things more. If you were given a choice between a church or a synagogue or whatever, and go to the park and be in nature, 
wow, you'd go to the park, full yep. stop. You know, yep. It was there because that magic. And I think we, you know, I think there's a, a level with, with the children. Maybe we grow out of it and we can't see that energy anymore. And it's calling them. It's like children go towards animals or animals go towards children. You know, there's this connection. And I think there's there's a, a maybe we lose a certain sight or something. You know, maybe there yeah. is like a, a line of light everywhere, and very sensitive people can still see it even when they grow up. That you can be connected to everything, but which is we we are aware of it anyway. We know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree wholeheartedly because it's like it gets taught out of us because we focus everything on that left logical brain not that right spiritual, creative, artist, intuitive side, and everything's about the laser beam, straight and narrow of life, career, all that you do, mm. it gets taught out of us. That's your imagination. That's your whatever. Go with logic. Yeah. You have to dance between yeah. them. You know, I, I just, I, I, my big thing is I've just been studying this so much. When they, you know, when they took art out of schools, their math skills skills went down. There's something there. You have to have it. And it's yeah. ah, that magic here. And that's what we that's what we choose to worship, to to follow, to learn what nature has to give us. We're sitting here on this planet. So again, that's why I'm falling in love with your books. So, so tell everybody um, before we go about some of the other books that they have that, that you have that they can get. Because I do highly recommend how you write, what you write for any level of, of practitioner. So what are some oh, of your thank books? You. Um, yeah. so this, this one, uh, the second one is, is green and it's coming out in March. Um, and that's all about the seasons. So uh, I love that one because that is a very, very practical one. The next one that's coming out. Another, because I love seasons. I love seasons. And I know you're in California. And you're, <laughs> you kind of get seasons a little bit. Um, Fire but, season, flood season. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Earthquake season, no, we guess. But yes, I would love seasons. And this, this is another one. This is a spell book for the seasons. This is a really lovely book um, by Edison. So yeah, there's that one as well. And there's a lot of on my uh, website, well, on Amazon um, of Tudor Beth. You just type in Tudor Beth and it comes up with all, all the array of different books. I also started writing under my great-grandmother's name, a Flora Beth Edwards um, for the children's stories. Uh, and I wrote specifically for children who were growing up as pagans. So it's the pagan wheel of the year kind yes. of thing. And the story, um, this is the second book in this series, and this is called The Dragon, the Witch and the Thirteen. And it's a series. Yeah, I know. I, I'm Thirteen's my number. I was born on the thirteenth. I'm a dragon girl. I'm, I'm, I need your book. I'm like, wow. you wrote that for me. You wrote that for me. You didn't even know it. <laughs> so, that's it. Yeah. I love that you're doing young people books. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it. The thirteen are thirteen witches. There's one in particular. Um, it's got a lot of history in it. Um, and like I say, it's a series of actually 13 books. Uh, this is the second one. The first one was the Fairy Codex that came out last year. And so there's this one. And uh, it's about Ava. She doesn't realize it, but she's magical. She doesn't believe in herself. 
Um, and her father is an archaeologist. He's gone missing. And um, because he believes in fairy, he believes in another world. Um, and but he's an archaeologist. And she so she goes to stay with her aunt, who is a high priestess. And there, there there's 13 women in in the in the house, this big mansion that she lives in. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a long story. <laughs> wow, I love that. And I love that you're starting with young, with kids. That is beautiful. And that's how you're leaving your legacy. I, I don't have kids either. Again, we have very many similar lines along the way. Um, so before we go, tell people, because I know my people are going, oh, I want her books. So where can people find you? Give us your social media, your website. Okay, so on, I'm on Twitter, and I just type in Tudor Beth, and I, I come up. I'm on Twitter, on Tudor Beth. I'm on Instagram as Tudor Beth 7. Seven is my lucky number. <laughs> um, and um, I'm not on Facebook, but I am on Amazon, and I'm also on Llewellyn's site itself. So if you type in for Llewellyn, or if you've got any questions for me, you can send it to me, or you can just send them directly to me via my Instagram, and I do pick up my messages and things to people anyway. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, and this could help with your young listeners as well, because what happened during the lockdown, I decided to put my first run of witchcraft courses for free online in the YouTube. Um, so, it's yeah, it's it's a six set of lessons for um, people who want to learn the craft and it helps them completely it, it covers everything so you kind of get a feel for it you kind of know but we don't go really into depth with it that's the kind of stuff we do at the college um but it's one light consciousness and it's on youtube so if you look in there but once again if you just do a google search of tudor beth and you look at the videos it'll come up with with all my videos and you'll see the first lesson on witchcraft. There's also spells on there. There's also healing herbs. There's all lots of different uh, information for people who are a little bit maybe unsure of what they want to do. Um, so, yeah. I love that. So, everybody check out her YouTube channel and your college. Tell us about your college. Okay. So, the college um, was set up quite a number of years ago, and we're going through, we're, we're changing the format and stuff because you know what host, uh, you know, web hosting and stuff is like. It's a nightmare. I'm not technical. I am not technical. Typical teacher, I am not technical. And um, so, I do, we do the first run of, uh, we do, the, we do the three degrees of witchcraft. So there's the first degree, the second degree, and then the third degree. The third degree, of course, is the high priestess degree and teacher. Um, but we do the first degree. It's a series of 12 lessons. I always put it through as 12 lessons. Well, it's 13, I guess. But it's, it's like 12 lessons. And I say to people that you learn it um, one a month. You know, just learn it once, one a month. And we cover all of the level of the first degree. Uh, of, yeah um we i also do specific hedge witchery courses as well um which is slightly different you know because i mean this is what i try to tell people is that witches we're on that big tree that's called paganism but we have our own branch 
And on those branches, there's all different leaves going off to it. So there's lots of different leaves of witchcraft. Um, and one of the main things that I try to tell uh, students is that it's about respect. Is You've got to respect it. you just got to respect yourself and respect others uh, and, and their beliefs as well. 100% agree. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming. Uh, I have bunches of questions. I want to talk about your spells. So I'll just have to have you back if you want to swim across the pond again one of these days. I would love that. So everybody, Tudor Beth, look her up. Uh, Instagram, her main one, the Llewellyn, all sorts of books from all sorts of different people. But this is great. I'm holding one in my hot little hand. Check her out. Again, whether you're beginning and just thinking about the craft and learning what it is, or been doing it for 100 years like some of us. Really good. So thank you, Tudor Beth. Thank you so much for coming on and bringing your magic to the witching hour. Thank you very much. Blessed be. Blessed be. You're so cute. <laughs> thank you. My Paranormal Network.